Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't got. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello. Good evening, Kieran. Good evening. And welcome. Good evening, Adam. Good evening. And welcome to another edition of the Only Fans Football Podcast episode. Is it 30? Is it 30? I think it is 30. I've lost count, Adam. 30, 30. Do you know what? Episode 100's actually coming up soon. Very, it's coming up soon. Very, it's sneaking up on us. Yeah, we have a few things planned, I want to say, but I, I don't want to reveal all too much. Yeah. Big episode. Um, just, yeah. It is a big episode. It is mm. when you think about it. I tell you, Adam, there's, there's not many podcasts that make 200 episodes. There isn't, and I don't know how we have. <laughs> I don't know how we're one of few. Because we have nothing better to do. <laughs> Every day I wake up. Uh, shout out to Ankleboard Tumberdink. Um, Kieran, we're sat here Monday evening. It's currently 20 to 10. The sun is shining. Well, it was, yeah. It, well, it still yeah. is a bit. <laughs> it's, it's dark it's, out now. It's dwindling, Kieran. That, it's not dark out. It, Adam, I'm it's just I'm just saying what I see. I don't I don't yeah, mean well, to Darko. I don't mean to uh, rain on your parade. It's not so Darko. To speak. Um, it's not Darko. But yeah, it's, it was. It's been lovely the last few days. Hasn't the it? sun is setting. Oh, it's been beautiful, man. Mm. Jesus Christ, we've been blessed the past few days. Really, to be honest, um, I think Life Festival was on in Mullingar this weekend, and I wouldn't be into that kind of jazz. Bloody hell! Imagine that weather for EP. Yeah, that's the the one downfall. I think they should move it back a month or something, but um. Yeah, man, this weather's been brilliant. The only the only thing I hate about this weather is sleeping in it. I can't stand I can't hack the heat. I don't know about you, but my house is like there's so many windows in my house and it just heats up to bits during hot weather. Um and I can't sleep in hot weather. It's 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 a killer. I can't spike <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan either of uh like leaving the window open when I'm in bed. Because you let the cast of bugs life in. Do you know what I mean? Especially in the warm weather. <laughs> Do you believe in, in bugs, Adam? Come I believe in bugs life. It's a real film. <laughs> um, but, now I, I love the weather, man. I'm not going to lie. I was, like before the Shells match on Friday, we were out in the Bald Eagle and we were sat in the, the beer garden and it was just so nice. Then in the away end, Daily Mount, like, it was just lovely out. And then on Saturday, um wasn't able to do the comedy for the game but found myself in talking anyways and it was man the weather was glorious I was sat in the beer garden after watching the fucking playoff final man the weather has such an effect on you and I don't think people realise how good it is to get out there it's lager drinking weather is it oh man I was, yeah. I was flat out on the Madry <laughs> episode 30 the Madry <laughs> <laughs> why not <laughs> the beer garden special because it's also dog isn't it no, that's Madre. Madre is the... Madre is We are Madre, Adam. Well, 
I can't speak. I can't speak. Carry on. We're sat here watching AEW uh, Double or Nothing right now. Um, what's your initial thoughts on the pay per view? <laughs> you walked in and I was watching it. I just had it on. Uh, it was the pay per view that was on last night. Carry on. What What do you think so far? I don't know what's going on. Then. Here comes Jeff Jarrett. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and uh, do you know what? I don't for the majority of it, to be fair. Right? <laughs> but you just stick through it. I do, yeah. yeah. I've, I've nothing else in life, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> we've, we're about 10 minutes into this, right? And twice we've both gone, we have nothing better to be doing with our time. <laughs> and we're literally telling the story. And we wish we were lying. Yeah. <laughs> we, wish, we wish we were lying. <laughs> Very true. For comedic effect, uh, but we're not yeah. lying. <laughs> um... <laughs> What do you want to name the episode this week, Carol? Will we name it after Madri? The Madri. The Madri. Yeah. We're not naming it the dogs. There's a different way of spelling it. The Madri. The Madri. We're Madri, but Madri. Because Madri. we're Madri. The Sahi. Yeah, Carol, how was your week, I suppose? <sighs> Fucking fabulous, man. I, I, I Like yourself, I've loved the sunny weather. Oh, it's unreal. I've absolutely loved it, and I've been playing loads of golf, and I, I'm in a great mood now, because Jack was training me tonight again. Show Jack Henry. Um... You put me in a good mood because I actually the, the parents actually went away to Malaga this week and I'm following them on Thursday so I'm going on one of my holidays. When are you coming uh, back? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday evening. Oh, seriously? Oh, it's Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, Thursday, Sunday job. Um, sure, we don't need the sun. Sure, it's here already. Why, why would you yeah, go true. away? I know. Um, so it wrecks me head, man, when you're going away and it's like lovely weather here. It's horrible, man. Apparently, it's shy over there, but um, <laughs> yeah, really good mood. I have to say. <laughs> What'd you say? I said it'll be even worse when you're there. <laughs> <laughs> really good mood, Adam. Um, and there's only three episodes of the podcast left before the summer break. And this is one of the three. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's been a quick season. A quick season, but a long season altogether. Do you know what? Um, I, 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 World I, Cup involved as well. I, I actually don't, I disagree with you completely. Mm. I know I tend to, but I feel like this season's flown in. Flown in. And it's been fucking shit, man. Uh, I, well, for for us, like for for Liverpool and Chelsea, I'm not going to say it's been fucking shit. It's been a pretty good season. Like some of Liverpool's wins this year have been great, but overall, I think we both agree we didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve. But we, I suppose we talk about this one when we get into the Premier League. I think club football was awful. The World Cup was very good. Ah, for, for complete sport washing, but it was sensational. Yeah, sensational sports washing from Qatar. But um, how was your week, Adzi? Grand, alright. I suppose you know what? Before I. I tell you about my week. There was, <laughs> I, I said this to you before the podcast started. I said, I have a story I want to tell you about work, but I'm not going to tell you until we tell it to you on the podcast. <laughs> and so basically, there was an Arsenal fan at the bar today. Arsenal jersey, proper North London, uh, like Arsenal tattoos on his arms, everything. We were just chatting about the Premier League. It was your man DT, was it? Yeah, <laughs> thankfully not. Jesus, um, you wouldn't be hiding him up in a tell you. And uh, so he goes, we're just chatting away about the Premier League, whatever. And uh, so I was like, so come here, what, what do you want? Like, and he goes, oh, I'll have a Guinness. And he goes, do you want a pint or a bottle? <laughs> And, and man I was joking like I wasn't being serious this fella took such bad offence to me he was like a point obviously mate why would I want a bottle I was like it's a joke mate do you know why you bought the league there that's that's the joke and he was like oh I get it yeah funny and just didn't say anything else after that oh. took massive offence it was quite funny though yeah some people can't take a joke Adam yeah it's, it's a weird one yeah. two two years ago today by the way Kieran, um, the birth of our podcast 
Two months. Long journey. Two uh, years. Hairlines receded. Two years, mate. Not two yeah. months. Sorry, two years. Yeah, yeah sorry. Your hairlines receded in two months, if you worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring up. Don't bring up anyone's hairlines. <laughs> People get another offended, sensitive subject. <laughs> Very. For some, my hairline's strong enough. I'm, I'm happy. Out. I found myself on Friday evening, Kieran, in the Bald Eagle drinking Madri before the. Uh, Derby Madri yeah the went Madri yeah it was fucking beautiful <laughs> and then on Saturday afternoon Kieran, I suppose we might talk about the playoffs briefly now soon I found myself in Delaney's at Smithfield in the beer garden um, as you know I ha- I'm a loyal Luton supporter these days I have a Luton a key, key ring <laughs> I'm the fourest thing from a Luton supporter for what it's worth the playoff was on and it was fairly interesting as well I think you. I don't know if you've seen it but I watched the second half an extra time it was good it was good, very, very good. And, and there was an Irish fella playing for commentary in the centre back. There was McAnally, Luke McAnally. He's gonna be in the Ireland squad team as well. Yeah. Um but extra time comes around and Ireland under seven names were playing in the I think World Cup against Spain. And we sat there watching the playoff final and <laughs> the barman towards it off for the Ireland under seven names, right? I had a similar thing. Right. Oh, the barman were trying to turn on for the rugby, the monster were playing. Yeah. yeah. So everyone kinda of went. Uh, what the fuck Yeah, and everyone at the same time no one was kind of going oh, I'll say to him so I went in and said to the barman I was like here mate the biggest game in domestic English football outside the Premier League is on right now it's going to take time any chance you can put it on and he looks at me real smartly and goes Ireland under 17 they're playing pal quarter final pal world cup pal and he just kept saying pal after every fucking sentence and I just went I was looking around and said, no fair play he goes you don't support Luton or Coventry do you and I had the common, I had the <laughs> I had the Luton keychain. I just went. You know what? I actually do support Luton, but look, at it, it's, it's your bar. You you play on. So came back out, and then everything got disgruntled. Like there was a group of lads watching the rugby on one telly, and then we had the playoff on the other. And then they turned the rugby off and put the playoff on their telly and left the Irish under seven days on. And there was fucking uproar. Everyone was like, "Lads, what the fuck's going on?" Yeah. Um, sense prevailed in the end, and Luton went through. I suppose Kieran initial thoughts on Luton going up. I think it's great for the town. I, I, I not, think it's I, great for what? I, great for the town. I know it's the town hard, of Luton. A hardy books reference Jesus there. Web. <laughs> uh, but it is great for Luton town. And uh, I've heard this so many times. People coming out and saying their stadium's too small. They can't capacitate the Premier League. And I'm like, surely they'll do a renovation on it over the summer and get it prepared for Premier League football like they won't have to move stadium surely that's not the case I heard moving to Vicarage Road which is Wofford which is their main rivals or spend 10 million on Kenilworth Road they'll have to bite the bullet there's no way Wofford are going to be like alright yous are coming to live with us for a season the, I mean they'd be getting paid for it so I assume they were mm-hmm. I'd be sceptical on that now. Luton fans wouldn't be happy with it I mean, you've been to the stadium, man, but could, could, it, could it facilitate a no, Premier League match? No, no. I think there's one of the things they say is with Premier League is emergency exits and stuff. There's not a lot of space between a council estate and the entrance to the ground. Mm. Like, not enough space to get a, an ambulance down. Just say, should something bad happen? So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I think the Premier League will do everything in their power to keep them in Kenilworth Road. But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not looking forward to being Premier League. Top. They'll go straight back down, I think. Kieran, I suppose we move on now to the League of Ireland on Friday evening. Shells, nil. Bohemians, nil. In Daily Mount, I was in attendance, as I said, Bald Eagle beforehand. 
Bald Eagle after as well. Shout out to the Bald Eagle. Fucking hell, they're getting so many shouts today. Nil all, not much try home about, I don't think. I don't think there was a whole lot between the sides. Shells, as they tend to do at times, were comfortable in the defensive shape, not allowing Bowes to create too many chances, and, and Bowes didn't do a whole lot in the game, to be honest. Um, Shells, going forward, I think, lacked penetration. I think Matty Smith and Jack Moylan are, are really tired um, at the minute, and you could see that, and, you know, I think Boyd and... Robinson came on at one point and you were like, grand, a bit of reprieve for the lads up front because they did look really tired. Do you know what I mean? And I think Sean Boyd getting back into the side is, is really, really big. I was really happy to see Sean back. Um, I think there's a very high ceiling for Sean. Should he stay fit? He's a great man for getting goals. He's a physical presence. Um, and I, I do think there's a lot of talent there. Um, Bowes, other than that, I thought, again, like we talked about title challengers earlier in the season I think if you're to challenge for a title I think you need to be winning games like this I, I don't know what you think um, well Rovers lost the Cork so. that's very true but that's, that's <laughs> irrelevant to this game well I mean you're talking about a title challenge there's a lot of teams dropping points around them so who's to say they can't compete at the end of the season well but, this is it I think the Rovers games now are because they had three players sent off and Cork scored a goal in the 85th minute but I see your point I do understand what you're saying they're playing pro clubs I suppose <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I think for Bowes I, I think they, they feel it could be a missed opportunity you know Shells coming off the game the defeat last week the Pats they were looking for a response and I think Duffer got a response as well I thought Shells performed defensively very well Bowes didn't look like like there was no moment in the game where I was going, Bowes are going to score here. Do you know what I mean? There was no kind, none of that. Um, and Shells looked, for me in any ways, I thought Shells looked some kind of, somewhat likely at, at one point or another, but nil all it was in the end. Um, but yeah, good segue, Kieran, to the next game. Cork won, Shamrock Rovers nil, Rory Keaton with the goal. Rovers, <laughs> three sending offs in the game. Richie Tell, Johnny Kenny got sent off after coming on for Gaffney. He got he got sent off five minutes after coming on. Um, two yellows and a red card there. And then Sean Hoare as well. Some questionable refereeing decisions here. Um, as was, I suppose, in the linesman's. The linesman and the referees in the Shells-Bowes game. I, I don't think they covered themselves in glory, to be honest. But we could be here for hours um, deciphering uh, League of Ireland referees. And, and I, I simply don't want to spend my time doing that. Um Rory Keane gets the goal and do you know what I, I remember when Shells played Cork earlier in the season and I was up in the gantry with Shiro um, I was really impressed with Keaton and at the, at that point Shells were lacking a strike and Moylan and Smith have, have done wonders up there but I remember looking at Keaton and going I wouldn't mind him as an option if it came around to it I thought he's he's a good physical presence he gets in good positions I think if he give, if he get him a chance he'll score and he took his chance here and, and Cork won mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the referee was, was a lot to be desired for. But yeah, Derry Lewis and Sligo. Look, Sligo are a good side, but I think Derry be very disappointed. Like, they concede five minutes into a game. And for the rest of the game, they couldn't break them down. John Mann gets sent off as well for Sligo. And again, another conspicuous sending off. It, the ref, the officiating's really poor. Uh, draw the three. UCD won the... Um, League of Ireland Erling Haaland Freddie Draper with two goals um, Dylan Grimes and Adam Wells on the score sheet for UCD UCD took the lead in this game as well so they couldn't get the win in the end Kieran. 
in the last League of Ireland game, St. Pat's, Dundalk, the Stephen O'Donnell derby, um, formerly of Pat's, and then went to Dundalk. It's a, it's a hello story, I'll fill you in another day. <laughs> um, Mark Doyle with a goal, Ryan Tullock again for Dundalk, another cracking goal. Moraney gets sent off then for Pat's, but it was Pat's through Connor Carty who got the win. Um, it was a funny weekend in the League of Ireland. Dundalk after the game stayed in in Shakur for an hour. The, the team was in the dress rooms. They weren't coming out, and the, one of the reasons being was because there were same Pats fans waiting outside for Stephen O'Donnell and Dundalk oh, to hold abuse of them. I was reading something in the Independent about this, and it was the question was a few Pats fans. This is to Dundalk manager Stephen O'Donnell. So. Listen carefully, right? A few St. Pat's fans are waiting for you. I don't know if you noticed when you were leaving the pitch, but they kept they kept playing Daydream Believer over the... <laughs> <laughs> Daydream Believer. And they were singing that song about you over the PA. Stephen O'Donnell replied, this is the now Dundalk ex-Pat's manager replied, what does that mean? Daydream Believer? What's that? And the, whoever asked a question, I don't know who asked this. I assume it's a reporter for the end of <laughs> just, thinking, just replied, uh, just that you're a shit manager. And yeah, I suppose that's the League of Ireland summed up for the weekend. <laughs> so, Kieran, the final weekend of Premier League football. We'll wrap through the, I suppose, the games that meant fuck all. Arsenal 5, Wolves 0. Xhaka, Saka, <laughs> Jesus and Kiwar on the score sheet for Arsenal. Um, Wolves losing 5-0 on the final day. Like, it means fuck all to them because they were safe. What's that song, Adam? Jojo, it's just a little too late. <laughs> it's just a little too late. A I, little thought, too I thought you were going to bring up Daydream Believer again. <laughs> you know um, all the right things to say. You know it's just a little too late. Um, that was beautiful. Thank you. Um, Granite Jacket Kieran, um is leaving Arsenal, I believe. About time. And the fans were chanting, um, we want you to stay. Mm. I think he's the player you want to get rid of. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is a player, bear in mind, I don't know why Arsenal fans have a short memory, but if this was Chelsea, I'd be absolutely oh. fuming. Yeah. He fucking walked out and threw the shirt on the ground. The captain's arm and everything. This, this um, what do they have memories of a goldfish? I think this is the thing with Arsenal, and look, at, they're still early in this project under Arteta. But this is these are some of the reasons why you, you kind of you won't move on if that makes sense in terms of standing and stuff. If that was at Liverpool, if that was at Man City, uh, Man United, Chelsea, even Spurs. They're all gone. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean. No, yeah, yeah. Like, um, what's it called? Standards. Uh, oh, or yeah. Expectations. Or... Standards, expectations, everything. But uh, we move on. Um, Brentford won. Manchester City nil. Ethan Pinnock on the score sheet for Brentford. Um, Brentford complete the double over Manchester City. Ivan Tony said to be emotional in the stands. Uh, come the final whistle. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's a sign of him leaving or if it's because he's not going to be playing for him for eight months maybe he just loves his football Adam he could do and he, we know he loves his football Daryl Strawberry on the score sheet well, by the way <laughs> any, any of you Simpsons fans in the, in the crowd well he's he's the original wasn't he yeah he is he is Daryl 
Daryl. <laughs> um, Single chair running down his cheek as he scores. Crystal Palace won, Nottingham Forest won. Uh, I think it was Will Hughes and Toivo Awani on the score sheet first. Um, Manchester United 2, Fulham 1, Jaden Sancho, Bruno Fernandes um, on the score sheet for United. Fulham could have been 2 up here. Yeah, very easily. Mitro misses four penalty the season, Adam. Mm. Kenny Tete um, in my team of the season last week, if anyone was listening, <laughs> opened the score sheet for Fulham and then... Yeah, Mitro missed the penalty. Mitro. It was very poor. Very Sancho poor. got his first goal in about a gazillion games. And uh, for Fernandes, beautiful chip from Fernandes over yeah. the keeper. Couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose we'll, we'll talk about your club, Kieran Force. Chelsea won, Newcastle won. Kieran Trippier and Anthony Gordon on score sheet for Newcastle in the end. It was a Trippier on goal that got the equaliser for Chelsea. Um I suppose, Kieran, initial thoughts today, Maurizio Pochettino announced Chelsea manager. Um, what, what were your reflections on the game? To be honest with you, I'm just glad the season's over. Um, I think the last two games were okay under Frank. You know, the United game was a better performance. Got nothing from the game. Uh, got blown wide open at the end, lost 4-1. And then this Newcastle game, it was okay. It was a good performance. It was a draw. They weren't playing for anything though. Like if they were playing for something, they would have fucking destroyed us. Um, a sort of mediocre end to a horrendous season. It's on to the next season with Pochettino. Hopefully he cuts the squad, and hopefully he can move on from this mayhem. Um, that's unfolded. Uh, Liverpool four, Southampton four. I was actually watching this on my lunch break. Um, in work yesterday, Diogo Jota with a goal in the tenth minute. Um, that I, I suppose summed up Southampton's season Southampton trying to play out from the back and Jota it's just there it's just a terrible pass <laughs> <laughs> Jota just nicks it and, uh, it's Lavia who makes the it was so so bad man yeah. and Lavia's really good actually to be fair I like Lavia um, and I think he'll go for big money come the summer um, he makes a 1-0 Firmino then with a proper Bobby Firmino goal Sends Southampton defenders packing, running, um, fake shots two or three times, puts it in the back of the net, and that's what Liverpool are going to miss next season. Um, to be honest with you, all the Southampton's goals were, from a Liverpool point of view, I don't think good enough. No, you know, I, I thought Kelleher could have done better on all four goals. To be honest with you, and I'm a big fan of, big fan of Quivine. Um but I felt every single goal kind of just. Went underneath them, and it's like if you position yourself better, get down quicker. Look, I'm I'm saying this as if I'm a professional goalkeeper. Y- you get them, you know that kind of way. Like even the fourth goal, I think that Southampton scored to make a four-two. Armstrong, like Henderson, tries to play out from the back. A bit like the Southampton goal, and it's just a really poor pass. Armstrong, quick as anything, you know. Gets gets in front of everybody and, and slaps it in. But I thought Kelleher was poor in the day. I thought he was really poor. The last two goals for Liverpool then. Uh, Jota and Gakbo. Good play by I think it was Trent on the right hand side. Um, <clears throat> sets Gakbo free. And, and Gakbo he's just in a good position. He just slots in a home out. It's a good finish from him to make a 4-3. And then Jota's, Jota's goal is actually really fucking good to be honest. Which just <laughs> slaps it in the back and the... And that's it. That's Liverpool season. Ending it on a four-all draw. 
a season that flattered to the save as well. I think Liverpool are really, really poor. Like, really poor for their standards. And, you know, in the 2020-21 season, when Liverpool were poor, you know, it was like, oh, they had no defenders. And they didn't. You know, they had Fabinho and Henderson playing in the half. But this season, the standard just dropped completely. And I think I think there's a lot of reasons I do. But I, I think overall, Liverpool just weren't good enough. Another cracking season from Al as well, but poor overall for Liverpool. Nah, not good enough. No. Um, we move on. Adam, do you want to talk about the relegation battle? Maybe the relegation battle. Kieran, <laughs> the only noteworthy thing in the weekend. Um, some good games here as well. By the way, Everton one nil, Leeds one <laughs> four to Spurs. Um, <laughs> Leicester two, West Ham one. A win on the final day. Was not enough for Leicester. Um, I think Harvey Barnes on the score there, didn't he, for Leicester? Everton weren't winning, weren't they not? So Leicester were safe. Everton were down. And this is, I think, this is what I enjoy about the final day in the Premier League is like, at this point, this was like this. You know, they were going down and then it ends differently. It reminds me of like, people in stadiums with radios and stuff because they, they couldn't, they had no other way to check the other games. There actually was in, in the King Power Stadium people checking on radios. Like, yeah, I, I think if, I think it's great, man. I love that. Yeah. I've I seen fans of Leicester uh, checking on radios but I, I thought it was funny how they were singing 2-0 uh, and we're going down 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> and we're going down. Um, yeah, they it left was, it too late, man. They just left it too late. Ah, uh, Leicester report, man. Leicester mm. report all season. I think Rogers might have kept him up, though. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Everton get the goal through Abdullah the Corey. Um, a took a deflection, goes in. I thought it was great, goal, man. Nah, I I know you're speaking with your Liverpool tin pad. Nah, uh, but nah, I thought nah. it was a great goal. Took uh, deflection on, on the volley. Deflection. I don't think it was deflected. It fucking was deflected, man. It was. Yeah, well, the keeper wasn't saved anyway. Um, it was deflected. He took it beautifully on the volley, and it was a great goal. Um, deflects off the Bournemouth defender and goes into the goal. <laughs> um, Bournemouth as well, man. Like, I don't know how Bournemouth didn't score in this game. Pickford had his, his one good game of the season. and Well, he had one against uh, Brighton as well. Ah, really do me good. a favour. <laughs> and the other ones that we mentioned last week but um, he didn't have any good games this season oh he was better than Allison this season he wasn't better than Allison you're a bad wind up these days Kieran. you've lost your touch <laughs> the touchline the touchline fight between Pickford and Solanke <laughs> has to be my highlight of the week <laughs> highlight of the season maybe <laughs> for you because Chelsea were poor um, do you want to describe the this Everton da like right okay <laughs> So, Solanke and Pickford getting a bit of a tussle um, towards, the I think, the, the home end in uh, Goodison Park. And for whatever reason, <laughs> some Everton da tries to get onto the pitch to break it up between Pickford and Solanke. And you can just see the steward going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Like, will he sit down? And he's there going, I'm not fucking having it, lads. I'm not having it, lads. And he's trying to get past the shirt. He doesn't get onto the pitch, thankfully. Um, but that was kind of it. And <laughs> Well, they were scissoring on the touchline as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it was, it was fucking crazy, crazy scrap. But, um, yeah, really enjoyable. 
Um, and the Leeds game. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, so the anticipation Jesus was there wept. in the Leeds stadium. Was there? <laughs> I think there was a pretty oh, good, good atmosphere so. built. Um, and then two minutes in, it's just it just you, the stadium fell flat. <laughs> the divide between the Leeds board and the Leeds fans is always something to behold. Because if Leeds fans don't like what's going on at Leeds, they let it known. Like you yeah. know what I mean. And I, I don't think a lot of them wanted Big Sam. No. The season before last, they got lucky with Marsh, didn't they? Really, you know, yeah. Marsh kept. I think up. Marsh was a better manager than Sam. Yeah, but I think Big Sam's at as as wit's end. Like I, I think when he came in, I thought it was actually quite well done. Where he was like, um, putting the pressure on himself, taking it off the players, and you're kind of going, you know, if if Leeds stay up here, that's a bit of a masterstroke. They don't stay up, obviously, but. You're kind of saying to yourself, that that could have worked. And if it did, like Leeds are saying in the Premier League, and, and you're looking back on it and going, if he didn't say that he was as good a manager as Pep and, and Klopp, would Leeds have stayed up? Well, you're probably saying no, but yeah. they didn't in the end. They they weren't, they simply weren't good enough. I, I, I don't think you can look at it any other way than, than that. They, they weren't good enough on this day. On um, this day, <laughs> I see clearly <laughs> Harry Kane with his stat patter goals again. Oh, Anthony Taylor with the assist. I don't with know the assist, like the second the, goal. Um, Taylor screens. Uh, I think it was Lee, Lee, Lee Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kane with a goal in the second minute, and then the sixty-ninth minute. What a shagger! Um, Pedro Porro in the forty-seventh minute. I had him on my bench and fan tracks. Was quite fuming. And then Lucas Moore in the 95th minute. It was a nice way to end actually for Lucas Moore. The defending though is it's just fucking so bad. Man. I'm fairly sure they were walking out of the way. It's man. so They'd bad had man. That point. They were walking out with the fans. Like, it's, <laughs> it's generally so poor. My God of the Year, Kieran, this year. Um, God of the Year, for anyone who's interested by the way, is not Player of the Year. It's, it's a figure throughout the season who made the season better, Kieran, I suppose. So my God of the Year is Peter Walton. Of BT Sport. <laughs> Why did he make it better? Adam? Because I just think his insight every week is incredible. I've never seen a man more agreeable in my life. Agrees with absolutely everything. Everything that that comes to cause. He, he has an agreement. Um, and he always, he's always right, I find, as well. So, yeah, my, my God of the year is Peter Walton. Gary, some of the Gary Neville's uh, rants this year have been quite funny when he gets wound up. Yeah. So I, I'll, if you're going with an analyst, I'll give it to him. Um, because the, I think when he said that Arsenal wouldn't win the league, he was getting a lot of stick. For and he was fucking right. Man, and he end. was he was right in the end, yeah. and he just he got wound up a lot. Um, and it's always funny when Gary Neville gets wound up because uh, his face goes red and he starts losing the plot. But <laughs> let it be known as well. By the way, I think for the majority of the season, we said so you would have like, we don't get a lot right in this podcast, but we definitely got that right. I mean, yeah, we get the easy stuff right. <laughs> <coughs> um, and Kieran, for the final time this year. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. Our cod of the year is... Todd Bowley. Todd Bowley's Chelsea team <laughs> finished 12th in the Premier League. Three Premier League managers for Todd Bowley in his first full season at Chelsea. 20 new signings. 
a squad of players who do not want to be there. Um, yeah, I think it's fair to say Todd Bowley, Kieran. 600 million spent. Down the drain. Terrible. In his, in his well, not fun- down the drain. <laughs> Majority. I, I think the sacking of managers and the timing of it has been his downfall. Yeah. Uh, and the players. No, more, more so sacking Tuchel. Mm. Uh, when he did sack him Potter when he did and bring in Lampard was probably the worst <laughs> decision of the year and there's been a lot of them and he's been a dreadful dreadful <laughs> owner so far let's hope he can turn it around but do I have faith I'd like to say I do but I don't we could have given Connor the year to Frank Lampard as well to be fair nah it would have been a fair show. Oh, he Absolutely gets, he gets enough abuse almost, <laughs> almost relegated two teams but yes Todd Bowley um, for a second of Thomas Tuchel, his appointing of Graham Potter, his uh, managerial nous of bringing in Frank Lampard, um, even after he almost relegated everything twice, his umpteen signings who have yet to work out as of now, mm-hmm. his, I suppose, his genius around football, Carol. I think he was walking into the Bernabeu and this this is going to keep going on. Grandstand. <laughs> My highlight of top poly season is walking into the, I think it was the Bernabeu, wasn't it? He was like, we're going to win 3 now. But yeah, Todd Bowley caught it here. Right, Kieran, we're going to move on now to our end of season awards. Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher did this on MNF through the week and it, it, I mean it came across quite well. Yeah. I mean we're not Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher though. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll start off and we did put this out on the Instagram so we will shout out people's thoughts. Player of the year Kieran, I think it's fairly easy to say um, it's Erling Haaland. Yeah. I mean Erling Haaland without a doubt but I've actually gone for Kevin De Bruyne because why not that's uh, interesting you, you picked that yeah you're I, not the only one to pick that either I think Kev De Bruyne if you're going for someone outside the box Kev De Bruyne uh, he's definitely the man to go for um, because everyone's going to say Erling Haaland and Erling right Haaland himself. has been the player of the season let's, let's have it right but I think De Bruyne is a close second just for his distribution and the way he assists players I don't think a Man City would be a functioning clock without Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, no, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, I think Woods are went for Kevin De Bruyne as well. I went for Erling Haaland as his young player of the year. But I think you look at Erling Haaland's first season, 36 goals in the Premier League, um, countless hat-tricks. Um, I, I, you can't look further than him I think uh, I could be sat here all day talking about him yeah. some of the goals he scored have been great as well I think my Erling Haaland moment of the season was probably his trashing of Man United in his 4-7 Manchester derby yeah I, you can't look much further than Erling Haaland for me Kieran we'll look at now our young player there Kieran I think this one as well almost picks itself um, Bikaya Saka yeah He's the established guy, and I think a lot of people will be going for him. Um, I've gone for Jacob Ramsey for Aston Villa. I, I think he's had a good season for, under Unai Emery. Um, and I think he's had a breakout year. I think he could be a star of the future. But the obvious answer again, Saka. Um, but just to be... I throw a little wild card in the box, Jacob Ramsey. Manager of the season, Kieran. I've actually gone Unai Emery. Really? I've, I've changed it from the Zerbi. 
I didn't know you were such an Aston Villa fan. Shout out to Joey Darcy, the only Aston Villa fan I know. Yeah, well, the thing about With it Cabra. is, Adam, that these were sitting around the relegation zones uh, before he came in. And, you know, you could say Lopetegui's done a good job at Wolves. But that's sort of fallen flat. With Emery, he's literally came in, has not stopped winning. I think they're fifth in the table overall since they came since he came in. Yeah. So... Fifth most wins, I think, since he's coming, yeah. yeah. I think it's between him, Howe, and Gary O'Neill for me. Yeah, and, and Zerbi. Zerbi is a good show as well, mm. but I picked Zerbi last time. Why not? Bit of variation. <laughs> what about yourself? Uh, Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bournemouth have little to no resources. Um, I think, uh, barring a few players like Billing, Lermes and Lanky, I think Bournemouth are probably the worst team in the league. Um on every metric, I think they have the least amount of goals cons- uh, scored, the most conceded. Like we would have had, we would have had a uh, thousand quid on them to go down. I'd say that they're a very poor side. Yeah. I think. I think Gary O'Neill has managed them superbly, and he deserves all the flowers. He deserves absolutely everything. Signing of the season, Carl. <laughs> Signing the season for me, it's between Joe Paulinho, Casemiro, and Alexander Isak. Yeah, and uh, I've gone for Isak. I think. Yeah, I've no, I've gone for Isak as well. Long term, I think that's yeah. that's the guy for me. He's gonna smash it in the Champions League next season as well. Yeah. I'd have gone for Casemiro. I would have, to be honest with you, for any United fan listening, going, it's Casemiro. Uh, to be honest with you, signing of the season's Haaland. It is Haaland, but I think a bit of variation. We don't want to just be constantly talking about Erling Haaland. I think Casemiro's deal, the five-year deal, the money he's on, the money that he cost. I don't think it's a, it's a great deal in terms of financial. Um, gaining as such which is something that you know United fans Glazer out etc will tell you they care most about um, and I think Isaac in the long run I just think Isaac's a cracking signing to be honest with you I think he's a good player I think it's the one that's hit the ground running the most and the one that is most long term beneficial yeah. as well so yeah. you go for it and he's just a class player um, your goal of the season goal of the season you know what I'm going to give it to him yeah Ferguson Back Evan he- Ferguson back heel against Bournemouth did he get a goal against Everton as well? And a nice flick against Everton, I think. Was it Everton he scored a back heel against? Yeah, it could have been. Well, uh, it was either Everton or Bournemouth, but a lovely back heel. I'm going to give it to him. Through the legs of the keeper, or through the legs of the defender, and into the bottom left. I thought it was a gorgeous goal. Yeah. Evan Should have Ferguson. been nominated. He could have said, young player of the season for Evan Ferguson. And I don't think a lot of people would have disagreed. Yeah, he's had a good season. Mm. Um, And if you're talking about what a young player of the season should be, I think it should be a player who's come out and had their breakout year rather than the more established player. Like yeah. you see shows for Odegaard and Saka. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, Saka, yeah. yeah. I think Saka deserves a but, but like, these are established players we know that are good. But like, I think a young player season should be a breakout player. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that's fair enough. But um, um, who did you have? I have a few goals right now, man, because there's been great goals. Like I think Ivan Tony's free kick against Leeds. Shout out to EP weekend. That was that weekend. Yeah, I think Isaac's running against Everton as well. Is up for a show. Reese Nelson's goal against Bournemouth shout out to the Lisbon special we're in Lisbon for that Luis Diaz's goal against Crystal Palace on I think it was the second weekend of the Premier League the one where Nunes headbutt Joaquim Anderson shout out to that moment of the season but I'm going to go with Ivan Tony's winner at Man City because I remember watching it the header the header and it, was just, mm. it was just it was a good goal first of all it was a very good goal well taken goal um, just before the break for the World Cup and I just remember sitting there going fucking hell 
what a team Brentford are and what a team Ivan Tony is. What a player Ivan Tony is, even, excuse me. Um, and he wasn't picked for the World Cup that he day. He wasn't picked for And the he scored Cup. twice against City. Yeah. What a um, fucking joke. Your game of the season, Kieran. Game of the season. A uh, lot of good ones. A uh, few picked out here. Liverpool 2-all against Arsenal. I think that was the turning point of the title race. Mm. Um, Chelsea 2-all against Spurs. Uh, Conte versus Tuchel. Tuchel. The fight. Um, Just one. Niche talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Argentina 3, France 3, World Cup final, I think oh, that's... stop it. Can't look further than that. Argentina losing 2-1 to Saudi Arabia. And you know what? I'm going to go with that one. I'm going to give mine to Liverpool and Spurs. I just thought it was such a great game of football. It was, you know what? It was, it was the most... Like, we've talked an awful lot about Spurs this season. I don't think people who listen to the show or who might dip in and out don't realise how much we've talked about Spurs in this podcast this year. And for better or for worse, you know, they give us a lot of content. So, shout out to them. And just the most Spurs game of football ever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they Spurs it up by being down 3-0. Um, Liverpool then Spurs it up by conceding to make a 3 all, And then Spurs Spurs it up by Lucas Moura passing it to Jota, who scored the winner in the last minute. It was just a great game of football. It was a really exciting game of football. Um, the Cardigans my favourite game playing in the background is all <laughs> I could think of but yeah I suppose shout out to Herve Bernard as well of Saudi Arabia at the time yeah um, this this was a game the very start of the World Cup it was a 10 in the morning game and I remember the whole World Cup yeah. these 10 in the morning games were oh, man, awful so games good. of football was, they were to a point yeah I think there was Ghana or was it Ghana it was Serbia against Ghana Serbia yeah. and Ghana was 3 all but, at 10 o'clock oh stop it but um, I just remember this game was when the World Cup came to life for me. Oh. the Because the first few games were rubbish and then the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game. Yeah. Saudi Arabia winning 2-1 against oh, Argentina and oh, Argentina go on to win the World Cup. Yeah. And that France-Argentina game, by the way, it was the game of the season. Let's, yeah. let's have it right. Yeah. But I just think for me, this started an unbelievable World Cup. So I gave it to that. Do you know what, man? It was such a surreal World Cup. It was so good for us because... You could almost watch every game. Do you know what I mean? And I did watch every like, game. <laughs> no, it's so grim. Um, it was the right time of year to have it though. Yeah, and, and it begs the question. Like, as much as I love a, a Summer World Cup, would you entertain another Winter World Cup? I don't think I would, to be honest. Honestly, summer is a very busy time of year to have a football tournament. No. So, so for me, I would love another Winter World Cup. No. I know I know it seems wrong. Not, and it's not in the player, football calendar. I agree with you. Player welfare, but I, I really did enjoy how <laughs> there was nothing else on at this time of year and you can just sit down, it's dark early, watch the games, it cheered you up, it brought a bit of life, made you a bit happier on, on the time of year, got you through the tough months of November. For me that was uh, that was a really good thing to have. I I agree with you, mm. and I disagree with you because I love Premier League football at Christmas. Like I know we had the Stevens Day games and stuff, but I love watching football like during December, November. I love that. I love mm. the Champions League winter nights. That that last game, December ninth, every fucking year. Ah man, I love the Champions League so much. So I I know what you mean in terms of player welfare. It's the absolute worst time to have World Cup. <laughs> Like it's it's a really bad time for a World Cup, so I lo- I do love the summer World Cup, but uh, last one I suppose moment of the year, Kieran. Moment of the year of the season of the season. It's it's very broad, but Messi win the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, 
it marked a new beginning, I think, for football. That was like the end of that chapter. Do you know? Because you said Messi, I'm gonna go Liverpool beating United seven 0 was quite fucking, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Really funny. Um we were in Lisbon at the time and it was just I remember just laughing more than uh, enjoying it. But yeah, that that's our suppose end of season awards. We'll have a quick look through the Instagram because people did get in touch. Woodser says the Brian player of the year, Haaland young player, the Zerbi manager, um Haaland signing Isaac assist um from the byline for Newcastle for gold season. <laughs> And he said, game of the season, none involving Chelsea. <laughs> I think that's harsh. I thought the Spurs game was quite good. Spurs, Chelsea. Um, Ian says, Haaland, Saka, the Derby, Haaland signing. Arsenal, Liverpool, Almoiron versus Fulham. Gary Vav says, Haaland, player of the season, Saka. Um, manager of the season, Unai Emery, signing Casemiro. Michael Keane's goal versus Spurs. What a shout that is. Oh, that's a great goal. Yeah. Um, Leeds 4, Bournemouth 3. Dave says, Haaland... Um, player of the year, young player of the year, sign of the year, Gary O'Neill, manager of the season, Ivan Tony free kick versus Leeds, and Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Kieran, um, we're going to move on now to our third last get it out for the season. Thank God, says you. We start off with Jack Ryan, who says top four for next year, um, any order. You're going to say Chelsea are going to win the league, aren't you? No. Wow. Um, That's the first time ever you haven't predicted Chelsea to win league. I've grown morbid in my older age. <laughs> um, but it's I, just a little too late. Top four, any order. Yeah, so, so who do you think is the top four? I'm going to say Who's win? Liverpool are in next year for me. They'll bounce back. Um, City are in, definitely. No, actually, I'm going to say United and Arsenal to get mm-hmm. into the top four. I'm going to say... Man City, Liverpool, Newcastle, Arsenal. That's my top four. Okay. Woodser says, summer activities now at the football is over other than League of Ireland. Those cran even sport battles is what he says. I'm not messing with you. That's what he wrote in. Um, so what, what do you do for the summer now, Carol? Uh, I'm gonna, summer loving. I'm going to eat lots of ice cream. I'm going to play lots of golf. I'm going to train hard. Um, I'm going to hopefully read a few books. Uh, that's something I don't do, but yeah, that's yeah. I think I think it's good for the mind, isn't it? It's good for the mind. It's good for the body. It's good for the soul. Mm. Ian says favorite football chant of the year. Saliba, Saliba. Yeah, no. Do you know what? That's actually my chant. <laughs> um, purely because when we were in Luton that time, we chanted it in the taxi for like a good twenty five minutes, and it's one of them that just goes on and on. <laughs> it doesn't stop. So yeah, da 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 do Saliba da 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 da. Um. Ian says, thoughts on teams playing their rivals and friendlies, i.e. Barcelona versus Real Madrid in America. I believe that's a pre-season friendly this season. And to be honest with you, it's not something that really fascinates me a whole lot. I don't I don't read a whole lot in the pre-season. Do you watch pre-season? Yeah, I would, yeah. I, I, I love when like Liverpool tour America. Because mm. there's, there's a big fanfare there. It's the same in Asia, etc. But... Um, I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. I hate when there's no jeopardy on a game or there's nothing riding on a game. I despise watching football like that. Because I just know in the back of my mind, it's these players don't give a fuck about this game. <laughs> That's just, it's just rooted in there. So I can't like sit down for 90 minutes and watch like Chelsea play a pre-season game. I mean, it's not, I just can't. Uh, judging by Chelsea this season, they didn't give a fuck about most of them. Ian says, one realistic signing for Leeds in the Championship um, is Ross McCormack still knocking about <laughs> Ross McCormack? Um, I think your man um, is it Akpom 
Yeah, off Middlesbrough. Dupo Akpom. Yeah, it depends on the money they get. Mm. Um, it's, it's actually funny. I remember when Leeds got Rodrigo, I said to Ian, like, Rodrigo will be playing the championship in two, three years. <laughs> he was like, no, we won't he's well worth the money. Philly says, uh, favourite Morgan Wallen song. Um, I, I can't say I know any. Is this a country singer? Yeah, he's a country singer. I'll yeah, look, I'll look I, up. The, <laughs> see, I, I go on to fill it out singing Yard Brooks all the time, so I think this is something to do this with This is that. his, his yeah. ret- report, retort. And I, glad I didn't know <laughs> the way this song. Morgan Wallen, we play, we'll play a bit of Morgan Wallen last night, hold on. <laughs> None. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't have a favorite Morgan Wallen song. I think it's my. I wish song. I did though. Yeah, do you know what? Country music's actually fairly lit. Um, Philly says fresh or smoked cod. Oh, never had a smoked cod. You're one of them. I've had a fresh cod, but I haven't. You're one of them. But have you had a cod of the week, Adam? <laughs> will you get a smoked cod, will you? I'll try a smoked cod and we'll come back a to smoke you. Smoked quads. I'll come <laughs> back to you next week. Billy says, biggest icks and then the monkey with the hands over its eyes emoji. <laughs> What's your biggest ick, Carol? Biggest ick. Quite a judgmental person, so. Huh? Quite a judgmental person. Yeah, so a well of... that would be one of my icks. A judgmental person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's not clean. Yeah. Someone who doesn't wash their hands. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, that's Someone who um, doesn't take their shoes off when they walk sometimes. <laughs> I knew you'd make it at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big ick. Someone who talks a lot. <laughs> but you, you don't like yourself. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, I don't actually think I have that many icks. I don't know. I don't know. But someone who watches professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I so, hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Curry Vav says, "Where is my mind?" <laughs> the pixies just playing. <laughs> Curry Vav says, uh, "This one's for Kieran." Uh, th- <laughs> thoughts on the Philip Schofield situation? No comment. No comment. <laughs> Dave says, "Favorite result." Of the season that wasn't for your team. Oof, I'll let you go for that one, Carol. I really enjoyed the Brighton Everton game. Yeah. Just the the uh, the counter nature of it. Like how Brighton just bossed them, but they still lost 5-1. I thought yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. Um, And I thought Deich, that game probably kept up in the end. But no, it did. Definitely did. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't have stayed up otherwise. But yeah. I'd say that was my favourite game of the season, not involving uh, your, your team. Yeah, what about you? I'm going to go with Leeds 3, Chelsea 0. I was in an Irish pub and I have a <laughs> I had a lovely tan. I was full of beer. Myself, Ian, Dill, Kilo and Tom went to this Irish pub and there was a group full of Londoners in the corner. And I don't even think Ian had a Leeds jersey on. But uh, whenever Leeds scored, we just went fucking mad. And the lads in the corner were very unhappy. Um, so yeah, Leeds 3, Chelsea nil is my favourite result of the season. Dave says, what is Mason Mount's ceiling? I think he's hit it already. Right? Uh, I think that's 
You don't so, think it's getting any better? It's something that a lot of Royal fans probably don't know about, but he has struggled over the last few years. I don't particularly rate him that much, to be honest with you. I think he's a good player. Gary says, favourite Copperberg flavour? Cider? Favourite cider flavour, I suppose. Don't drink cider. Mm, apple. <laughs> Strawberry and lemon. Strawberry and lime, excuse me. Um, a funny story, actually. Uh, the reason I don't drink cider anymore, alright? Boomers, the night when I was 18, I drank loads of boomers slept walked into my parents bedroom started talking gibberish to them walked back out walked downstairs was talking gibberish downstairs my dad found me talking gibberish downstairs and then I went back up went to sleep woke up the next day asked them about it said I was sleepwalking and from then on I drank it once more and I locked myself in my room going to sleep because I thought I'd, I'd sleepwalk again and then I just didn't drink it ever again okay that sounds very rational <laughs> um, Gary says any bold transfer predictions for the summer ooh I was one regarding your club I think Harry Kane is going to be a Chelsea player come August 4th wow yeah I think he'll end up at Chelsea last question from Dave is Roberto Firmino the best Brazilian to play in the Premier League? Um, absolutely. Give me a better Brazilian, Carol. I know who you're going to say already. Go on, say. say well, I think there's a host of players better than Name three Brazilians better I can't think off the dome. Go on, name three Brazilians better than If there's a host of them, name three better Brazilians. Thiago Silva. No, that's not true. So you're saying Roberto Firmino is a better player than Thiago Silva? How many Premier Leagues did Thiago Silva win? Thiago Silva's been in the Premier League three years. And he hasn't been in, in a Thiago... season where Chelsea have been how many? How many... Don't start that, girl. Oh, that's there were seasons you said Chelsea. You said Chelsea would win the league this season, mate. You oh. said they'd win the league last season. Well, that was under So you're saying, not flirting with it, but you predict them to no, win it. Well, I, I think it's a team that hasn't been flirting. It's just you it's, said they'd win the Premier League. Yeah, but League. there's the likes of City here who've been around. Like fair yeah. enough, if it was ten years ago. You can't use the argument that Thiago hasn't won the Premier League, so he's not the best Brazilian player. The best League. Brazilian player in the Premier League in his time in the Premier League. Thiago Silva's not better than Bobby Firmino in the Premier League. In the Premier League, he's not. That's the point. The question. What about Fernandinho? Give me two more. Fernandinho is a show. Yeah, absolutely. But Thiago Silva isn't. Yeah, he's one of the best defenders to ever live. He's not one of the best defenders I've lived on. Okay. He's not. Give me a few that are better. Uh, Pelo Maldini, Virgil van Dijk. Virgil van Dijk? Yeah, 100%. Where was Virgil van Dijk this season? Where was Thiago Silva this season? Well, he was better. How many, how many times... And we had a bad how season. How many times was um, Thiago Silva nominated for Ballon d'Or? A zero. How many times has he played in a good team? Not many times. For the majority of his career. No, no. He was yeah. in a declining Milan team. No. A PSG team that was full of egos. That won the league every season. That won the league every season. So hold on. If Thiago Silva's played in such bad teams, how is he such a good player? Riddle me because this. Riddle me this. <laughs> riddle me this. Come on, riddle me he's this. He's just been unlucky. So he's, he's, he's so good, but he's played in shit teams. Well, is, what, is what you're saying, essentially. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of players like that. Village, Ferdinand, better players. That's well, four and a half have named. 
Still waiting on three Brazilians Barton Bobby Firmino Vidic and Ferdinand Barton Thiago Silva Potentially yeah be good now Come on John Terry Was he better than Thiago Silva Well I just think Thiago Silva's played In a lot of European top leagues these, these, You're naming players who have only he's played for shit teams man He's played for shit teams Not according shit to you. teams but he's You said him. he's played for shit teams He's gotten lucky with the teams he played So Did you or did you not say he played for shit teams no. That's what you just said He's he's got unlucky with a decline on Milan side, a decline on Milan side, a PSG side full of egos. Although he won something every season, yeah, and got to do Champions League final. And Rid- riddle me this, right? Champions League. Riddle me this: How good? How, where was Thiago Silva for Brazil's campaign in the World Cup this season? He's thirty-eight. Yeah, but in his Premiership era that he's in now, should he not be leading him to the World Cup? Just judging by he how good your side is, I'm pretty sure he had one of the best assists in the World Cup. Ah, that, yeah, that, that counts for everything now in fairness yeah you're right I mean it doesn't but like <laughs> Tony Adams so Campbell it was a fantastic assist two more better defenders it's something that you'd expect from League. a great Brazilian attacker but yeah I, to be honest with you I, I'm not going to entertain the argument Thiago Silva Mourinho is a better player than Thiago Silva in the Premier League years in the Premier League area he is in the Premier League area in his compared Thiago Silva time in the Premier League to Roberto Firmino's well Firmino's he's only been better. in the Premier League three years what, that's not the point, is it? Well, you're comparing three years to what six or seven years. But the point being is, has Firmino been better in Premier League than what Silva has? I think he's the, the best yes. Brazilian to ever play in the Premier League. I think Firmino is. Maybe Fernandinho would be better. That'd be the one I'd go. Yeah, potentially, because of what he achieved in Man City. Definitely not Thiago Silva. Definitely not Thiago Silva. Hundred percent, one million percent, not Thiago Silva. William. Not William either. <laughs> no, but he's won a Premier League. Yeah, but he's not as good he's as He's won Firmino. two. He's not as good for me, no. But he's won two Premier Has leagues. he won Champions League? Uh, a Nebash. Yeah. But Thiago Silva's won Champions League. True, but he has won the Premier League. <laughs> so, what's it based on as a player? I, I think Firmino, in his time in the Premier League, has been better than Thiago Silva in his time in the Premier League. That, that, I, I think, you're making this more awkward. But where is. was Firmino all season? Injured for a lot of it. Injured and on the bench. So if he was good enough, injured he'd be for in the team. He was injured me. You want him to play with one leg? Like. Well, Thiago Silva was injured for a lot of seasons as well. And he still played with one leg. Yeah, but how good were Chelsea? Like, where did Chelsea well, finish? Well, Thiago Silva won the Chelsea Where did players, Chelsea finish in comparison season. to uh, Liverpool, Carl? Chelsea were 12th, was it? I put the, here's another one, right? Here's another one. In the season where Liverpool had no centre-halves, Thiago Silva came into Chelsea. Liverpool still managed to finish in Chelsea. Liverpool without a centre half managed to finish out of Chelsea with the greatest Brazilian centre half of all time, according to you. So I think that says a lot. Well, Firmino in his time in Premier League is better than Thiago Silva in Thiago Silva's time in the Premier League. That's that's like you're comparing a legend to an, a great player. Nah, Firmino's a legend, man. Thiago Silva is a legend. Firmino's a Premier League legend, man, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, he's not as good as Thiago Silva. He is much better. <laughs> no, he's not. Much I'm not debating it, Adam. He is. You see, you're not answering the question though. You said to me you could name loads of Brazilian players better, and you've named one player who potentially is. You've named one player who definitely isn't. Well, I've named umpteen centre well, halves. There hasn't Silva been a lot in the Premier League played in the Premier League. That's again. That's just a false lie. That's just not true, Carl. Mm. There's been plenty. David Luiz is probably better. Than Absolutely not. Mm. And he's won the Champions League and the Premier League. Yeah, so, so Luiz is not better than Roberto. Firmino <laughs> I'd say he is, man. How did David Luiz's time in the Premier League end? Who was he playing for? Arsenal. And how did that go? 
Yeah, pretty badly, but like there you still, there still you in the Champions League in the Premier League. Yeah, but you still shit. Jorginho's probably had a better campaign than Jorginho's Italian. Italian. Well, he's Brazilian. He's Italian though. He's Brazilian. Who Italian. did he win the Euros with? You can't win the Euros with Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's probably better. No, no, these Joe. are all terrible players. Uh, Robinho. Yeah, terrible again. And he's, I think he's like battered a woman recently as well. So that Doc Sparks as well. <laughs> Come on, keep going. Raphael, Fabio, they're not as good as Firmino. Yeah, I think Firmino is just better than every player. You know, that's fun. We had a Messi as well. <laughs> Why don't we? Messi hasn't played play in the yeah. League. Your so Liverpool tinted glasses. You're, you're defeat, Firmino you're def- is better than Thiago Silva. He fucking you yeah. Need to, you need to grow Liverpool, a bit of ob- saying, objectivity. You were saying, yeah, you were saying Liverpool tinted glasses while you were picking a Chelsea player. That yeah, but better. even he's if, not better. Even if Thiago Silva never played for Chelsea in his life, Thiago Silva had, had more illustrious career than. So if, if Thiago Silva if Thiago Silva never played in the Premier League, he is a better Brazilian to have played in the Premier League than Firmino. Is what you were saying? That's completely like <laughs> stop, that's stop completely wrong. Right, that's yeah. what you said. Yeah, he's not a better player either. I would even put him. What I'm saying is, if he didn't play for Chelsea, I would put him ahead of Firmino as a player. That's anyway. grand, but that's not the question that we were. So asked. it's nothing to do with Chelsea. That's grand. That's not the question we were asked. Though. It was the question. It's not the question we were asked. You said there, if Thiago Silva didn't play in the Premier League, you would rate him higher than Firmino. That makes no sense, because the question asked, is Bobby Firmino the best Brazilian to play in the Premier League? To which I think he is. And I think you're... I agree you're, with you. You're saying objectivity. No, you don't, Kieran, you don't. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not letting this lie. I'm not letting this lie. You said... I need to get some sleep tonight. Uh, so do I. I. I'm at work tomorrow at 9 o'clock. It's all right. Um, you said that Thiago Silva has played his whole career in teams that weren't good. So how was he... How, how could a player possibly be as good as Thiago Silva but play in terrible teams? That's my question to you to end the podcast this week. How has Thiago Silva had such a great career while playing for terrible teams? That's my get it out question for you, girl. It's quite simple. I think you, you base players' uh, accomplishments on how many trophies they won. When that's a team thing. That's a team thing at the end of the day. Thiago Silva like, has more trophies than Firmino. But I'll put it to you this way. Like, how many trophies did Maradona win? Not well, quite many. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. He didn't win many. Yet. He won the big ones. Yeah, well, the so ones does Silva. <laughs> has he won the Premier League? <laughs> like, you're comparing, you're saying that a player isn't good because they didn't win certain trophies. You're, you're misinterpreting well, the question. Silva completely, Kieran. Is an unbelievable player. You're misinterpreting the question. And Firmino completely. is an unbelievable player as well. But Thiago Silva has had a more illustrious career. But you're you're misinterpreting the question altogether. It's the, the question was Brazilian to play in the Premier League. So you think Thiago Silva in a short stint in the Premier League has had a better Premier League career than Firmino's stint in the Premier League? Yes or no? Yes or no? Not yet. So not never because he's leaving the club. And anyways, he's not leaving. He's staying. <clears throat> that was and the podcast every this week. game at thirty nine. Put it to you that way. Yeah, and Chelsea, for me, for me, Chelsea no. finished 12th, Kieran. A 39-year-old start, a centre-half all season. How many goals and Chelsea finished 12th. Did Thiago Silva have? And how many goals did he score and how many goals did Chelsea concede? Not If Thiago Silva many. was so good, <laughs> if Thiago Silva was so good, <laughs> simple we, we as... Did, we've actually conceded only about 45 <laughs> goals this season, Adam. We just if didn't Thiago score If Thiago Silva was so good, Chelsea would not have finished 12th. Good night and God bless... We'll leave it there, so. <laughs> <laughs>